millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Tim, and welcome to another episode of History Dweebs. Thank you for joining us today. I'm joined here, as always, with my co-host, Brandy Bluehair Herman. How are you today, Brandy? I keep screwing that up. How are you today, Brandy? I'm fine. Why don't you just call it a bluehead devil? Like you, that's what's screwing you up. If you say bluehead devil, it just rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. I am also joined here by the distinguished. Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Walters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Well, Timmy is colder than a horse heart out there. And or as, in a horse heart. It is. And I was walking in the driveway, and as ice all over. You were just supposed to say fine. <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'm not fine. I don't fine. need a dissertation. I'm not fine because I slipped on some ice. And while I didn't fall down because I have the agility of a cat, <laughs> my hips are a little cat-like. sore. Like, yeah, I got I got cat-like reflexes, but my 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 hips are a little sore. Well, maybe it's time for a replacement. And the weather's bothering me. It's, the weather it's making me crazy. Frightful. You know what it's making me like, and I'll get into this when I get into my. It's making me like somebody from Wisconsin. This long snap, cold snap. And that's not good. That's not good. Although we have listeners from Wisconsin, so we have at least two listeners listeners from Wisconsin. So we like to give them a shout out. Two more days of this cold is going to be like the shining at the Colonel's house. Which brings us to the topic of today's podcast, which is Ed Gein. And for those of you who are not familiar with Ed Gein, um, he was a... um, I guess he was a serial killer. How many people do you have to kill to be a serial killer? You got to kill more than three. Okay, well, I guess. You made that up. You don't actually. No, you got to kill more than. It, he was a borderline serial killer. But anyway, it's a very gruesome tale, so uh, listener discretion should be advised uh, because it, it is. It, he was a pretty sick puppy, and we're going to get into that. But before we do. I think pretty much listener discretion should be advised on every podcast we do. <laughs> yes. I agree. Uh, so before we get started, though, we want to do some quick shout-outs to some listeners that we have been um, listening and following all of our podcasts that we really appreciate. I'm going to give a shout-out to Sharon in Lexington. Thank you, Sharon, for listening in to all of our podcasts. I want to give a shout-out to Sherry in New York, uh, who listens to all of our podcasts and was a big help to us with the website and getting started. We appreciate that. I'm going to give a shout-out to Renee Boudreau. Uh, Renee, thank you so much for listening. We have, um, uh, we, we have the ability to um, see where people, um, where our listeners come from. Uh, we're kind of like the NSA in that. Oh, we know who you are. We know who you are. No, we don't know who you are. We don't know who you are, but we know where you're at. Yeah, we know where we, we, we get market research uh, statistics, and we know where we have listeners at. And we always have two or three people listen to every podcast in Newfoundland. And we just want to give a shout-out to the folks in Newfoundland who's been listening. And, you know, send us an email because we're fascinated how you found the show and... Um, you know, we'd love to give you a real... A prize. Uh, no, not a prize, but we would like to give you a proper shout-out. So um, send us an email, historydweeb uh, at yahoo.com, uh, or send us an email, inbox us on our Facebook page, 
or even you can send to my personal email, uh, which is timtscott at yahoo.com. We would like to give you a proper um, shout-out, and thank you so much for listening. We have a couple more shout-outs. Um, Chuck, you had one. Uh, Colonel, I'm sorry. I would, I'd like to give a shout-out to my friend, Carla, in New Boston, and her cat. Um, Carla, Carla, Carla has many cats. I know, and Carla, Carla, with the weather being so bad down in New Boston, it was... She damn near ran out of cat food, and we, people, her friends had a Facebook drive to make sure she did not run out of cat food. What? But she didn't need it because she just went to the store to buy new cat food. But when she, she, had to she was running low, she went to CVS. But when she said she was Everyone. running low, there was people coming from all over the country saying, "Carla, I will get you some cat food." Now I thought. Maybe Carla was on hard times eating cat food herself, like old people do. But can you just not give her a out. shout out? You just but anyway, Carla, you're a lovely woman. We appreciate you watching, uh, listening, and uh, please keep listening. And she's like the undead; she never ages. I mean, she, she looks like the same like thirty yeah, years ago. We she's she's a Facebook friend of mine. Beautiful woman, she's very beautiful, and, and just as funny as you're ever gonna find in a woman. And also. Uh, we have a new sponsor this week. Oh, Jesus. Um, I want to give a shout-out to them. It's the Moskowitz Kosher Italian, uh, Irish Pub. Moskowitz Kosher <laughs> Irish Pub. <laughs> yeah, they don't exist. <laughs> yeah, and it's... It, I'm sorry, I got that wrong. It's old Moskowitz. Oh, that makes kosher sense. I'm Irish sorry. pub. Because yeah. I couldn't find them on Google. When, oh, old Moskowitz. Okay. Yeah. Do you have to yeah. take your hat off when you go in? Uh, they got they got some. I, I I I'm not sure how they do the kosher corned beef brisket, but it's damn good. If you have a, I never desired a, a brisket. It's vegan. Brisket's good. Brisket's good. I it's never had expensive. a brisket. It's never, it's very good. I had a biscuit. How about a casket? Which is close. Sure, sure. Uh, okay. But so, Sal Moskowitz, thank you very much. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, Sal. Thanks, Antonio Moskowitz. <laughs> um. Who else? Uh, we had a very nice comment. We got seriously. We had a very nice comment um, this week uh, on our Facebook page from Steve, and I know um, Brady wanted to give him a shout out. Well, sure, you just did. So there's yeah, Steve that. drove. Steve from Rochester, right? Steve from Rochester. Steve was here with his lovely wife Jenny. Uh, they were in Cincinnati and. Listen to us, evidently, all the way on the eight-hour drive from Cincinnati to Rochester. And see, that would seem so to me... So we appreciate that. We would. And we're so glad that they made it there safely with the weather. And Yes, uh, we are. I am so surprised that uh, someone could listen to the show for eight hours, but we're glad that you did. Have you ever been alone with your wife in a car for eight hours? Stop talking. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Just I am divorced, so I can't <laughs> okay. answer that question. But okay. Um, and we have one more very special shout-out that Brandy would like to do. I'm not giving a shout-out to that damn dog. Uh, now, why you got to be so hateful, devil? It, it, the dog puts on his little headphones and listens to every damn podcast we do. And you, you're going to be hateful. We're going to lose you. You don't care about our audience. He's as loyal a listener. He's the, probably the most loyal listener we got on the whole show. I, I think Only because you feed him. I think we have some um, data that shows that Rudy does download quite a bit of our podcast. Yes. <laughs> does he? With his paw. Uh, so Rudy Baker. Clarence. Clarence. Waters. The third. The third. Thank you, Rudy, for listening. And who's uh, a good boy? He's a good boy. Who's a good boy? That's a good boy. He's okay, fool. Okay, so we're forty minutes into the podcast, and we have yet to talk about Eddie Gein. Um, is it Eddie or Ed? Ed or Eddie? It depends Ed. on how well you knew him. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know him very well at all. First of all, let me say that this is not my topic. I did not pick this out. This is one of Brandy's and. Brandy gets all the cool topics, so because we can tell how many people listen to each topic, and every time Brandy picks out a topic, it's like we get a hundred downloads. When I pick out one, we get like three. But I'm kind of like 
Bessie, Bessie, Bessie Coleman was fan, was fantastic. That's one of Ruta Baker's favorites, by the way. <laughs> Do not mess with Bessie Coleman. She was a good woman. But anyway, she fell out of an airplane. <laughs> she flipped her plane. Let's, the the point of this is she can't drive. The point of it is, you Brandy gives you like, like the Brandy gives you like dessert all the time. She gives you serial killers. I'm the sweetness and and and, and, and freaks and people with ab. Abnormal behavior. She picked the low hanging fruit. Yes, she does. What I, what I put out there, like the Sultana and Bessie Cole, that's yeah. broccoli. It's good for you. But nobody you know, likes it. No one likes it. <laughs> yeah. No one likes it. But it's good for you. So, this is your slice of apple pie today because this is a uh, murderer. He it was a butcher. He was called the Butcher of Plainfield. And I am going to just sit back and let Chuck tell you all about him. Well, first of all, Mr. Gein, Ed, he was born in a small farming community up in Wisconsin. Oddly, not far from where Jeffrey Dahmer was later to be born. And, you know, I, and it's cold up there. They have to kill people. Well, you know, and I'm telling you, there's something about those Wisconsin winners. It, it just makes a man as crazy as a polecat. Well, it's not that far from um, Gacy. He was in Chicago, right? Yeah, it's, it's the winner. You get locked up. I mean, one day these people up there, they're rooting for the Packers. They got the little cheese <laughs> thing on their head. <laughs> for the Two Packers. weeks after the Super Bowl, you know what's going on? They got their neighbor's hairy back, and they're wearing it as a hat. I mean, these people get crazy. It's the wintertime up there, I'm telling you. You know what it's like down here. But anyway, let's get back to it. Could we? Ed Gein, when was he born? Let's start there. Ed Gein was born right, right about the turn of the century. Now, they didn't really keep good records back there. Now, Brandy will tell you about record keeping. August twenty seventh, nineteen oh six, was when he was born. Yeah, yeah. Brandy apparently keeps good records. Nineteen oh six. I said at the turn of the century. That's right, at the turn of the century. But anyway, here's what you need to know about it. This is what shaped Ed's twist. And we done some podcasts. We talked about some people. We met some people. We work in an interesting place. But Ed Gein is maybe the craziest some bitch I ever seen in my entire days. Ain't never heard of nothing as crazy as Ed Gein. What he made him so crazy? Why don't we talk about his early life? Okay, yes. let me talk about his early life. <laughs> and Brandy will get into what made him so crazy, but but You've it, got his early life but doesn't know when he was born. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ed, Ed Ed was born in nineteen oh six in Plainfield. August twenty seventh. 160-acre farm up in Plainfield, they did. Uh, sure, I believe he was born in La Crosse, but go ahead. It doesn't matter. They went to. They, they, he was born in La Crosse. They moved to Plainfield because his mama wanted to get him away from the... the she said it was Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. And, you know, La Crosse is... In Ed's, Ed's, Ed's <laughs> life, crack pretty much... Crack houses all over the place. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Opium yeah. dens. Whores. And, yeah, whores just... Now, Ed... That's where I go on vacation, lacrosse. There you go. The most important person in Ed's life, the person who shaped Ed more than anybody else, was his mama. His mama. And his mama was an odd duck. I mean, she was... A religious woman. Um, to, yeah, it, depending on how you view religious, but one thing about it, she hated her husband. She who just, doesn't? She just hated her husband. Yeah, I'm sure Dave's going to be happy to hear that. But she refused to get a divorce for religious reasons. There you go. That's the reason to stay around. So what she did, she decided to do the Christian thing and torment the poor bastard to an early grave. That's nice. Yeah, that's what she did. But she wants to go to heaven. Yeah. That's... She uh, she was pretty abusive to the boys. She used to send them down and read them every night passages from the Old Testament, but the scary parts, not the good parts. Revelations. Not like, not like no, that's New Testament. But anyway, the Old Testament it would be uh, learn your Bible. Follow Moses' Bible. <laughs> anyway, she she oh, so she teach him the scary thing. parts, not okay. the not the good parts about Jesus loving you and forgiveness and anything else. It was smite. It was there fire. was smiting. There was smiting. There was plagues. There was all kinds of ugly stuff that she taught him about. But the most important thing that she taught her boys was that all women, herself excluded, of course, were prostitutes, harlots, Jezebels, or in- instruments of the devil. Bingo! Yeah. Now she That's was really woman. she was really only half right on that. But uh, you know, I, I'm, but anyway, she also oddly and, and I ain't making this part up. 
She used to tell him that the uh, women's, uh, the women's. Do you know the word? I believe the polite term is vajayjay. That some, the women had teeth in, in the vajayjay. Women had teeth in the vajayjay, and if you jammed your tallywhacker in there, you was liable to use, lose it. Now, this had a, this had a profound effect on a young boy. Well, did the older women have to get dentures? Well, now, see, that's, and, and, and really, that's a fallacy. I mean, it's oh. less than one, per, statistically, one per, less than 1% of women have teeth in the vajayjays. Less than 1%? Yeah, it's not like that, I mean, is that, a, is that a hard It's not like it's statistic. an epidemic or anything. Is that a hard you know? statistic, less than 1%? I'm saying less than Could 1%. Could it be 0%? <laughs> Well, that would be less than 1%, okay. yes. Obviously. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. So, it's so not is, like it's an it's epidemic runaround. It's not typhoid. Yeah. But, but what she, her, Mrs. Uh, Gein's point was is that there's always a chance you could run There's always a chance. You might yeah. hit a well, bad there's always a chance. Yeah. But basically what he taught her, she taught, like, like any good mama should, is that women's dirty, they mean, they're the devil. I mean, that's what... That's what everybody, every boy should know leaving the house. And they don't drive very well. They don't drive with a damn. They can't they drive, drive planes. They fall right they, out. They fall right out of planes. Leave <laughs> Betsy alone. So they're, they're living this happy little dysfunctional life in, in, in Plainfield, Wisconsin. And in 1940, um, George, George, his father, just said, you know what? Hell with it. I'm just going to die. He was kind of whipped. Right. Oh, he was worse than whipped. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was like a mule, and he just said, "You know what? Fuck it, Lord, take me home. <laughs> take me home, Lord, because th- I'm living with the devil now. Take me, send me to hell. Heart, it can't be. He had a heart attack, an alleged heart attack. Yeah. But, alleged. Yeah. Well, you know, is there su- do we suspect something else? Nobody did an autopsy. <laughs> can't We're not saying out. he didn't. I'm not saying that she killed him. <laughs> I'm not saying she killed no, him. No, no, no. I'm well, not saying no he evidence. killed himself. There's no evidence that she's dead. He died of a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. He died of a heart attack. So, okay. so now this led Ed to uh, um, Ed and his brother Henry to run this 160-acre farm up in Plainfield. You know, and there was, and there, and this this hotel. I mean, this this uh, hotel. This this farm was like at the very edge of town, out in the middle of nowhere. It was a family right? farm. I mean, it was two hundred acres. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was damn near close to two hundred acres. So you know, the, but they got this pretty big farm. What they grow? I believe they grew cheese. <laughs> Shut up! It was in Wisconsin. I believe they, they, cheese plants. They grew cheese. Yeah, well, Wisconsin. Do you know what kind? That's fascinating. Well, I will believe being Ed Gein, he would grow the monster cheese. I figured he'd grow head, head cheese. Head cheese. <laughs> he grew monster. He grew some uh, <laughs> some Swiss. Head cheese. Yeah. From under cheese. <laughs> From under, yeah. He was. But anyway, let's, we're getting off subject again. Imagine. Now, Ed, <coughs> being a smart man that he was, sure. he pulled a page from the Joni Ernst playbook. Okay. And if y'all know Journey Ernst, she's that crazy woman from Iowa that's a senator. I don't, um, but right go ahead. now. Well, what he decided to dropping. do. Right. Yeah, what he decided to do was uh, rather than work the farm, he just decided to collect some farm subsidies. Why? What happened to his brother? Henry? Oh, Henry collected the farm subsidies too. But about this time, things went smoothly to about right 1944. 1944, yeah, things start to change. Yeah, that's when the war started to turn around, too. Well, because Henry is starting to tire of the old lady. You know, first of all, he don't Henry believe... Henry is? Yeah, because I think Henry might have met the little Becky Thatcher girl down the road, and he found out firsthand that there ain't no teeth in the JJ. but whatever. But she was a whore. He's so tired. Was well, she was a double prostitute, harlot, Jezebel. But anyway, Henry's really starting to tire of the mama. And he starts bad-mouthing her to Ed. Man, that's a mistake. Ed now, can't have it. Now, now, most people, most people don't like the mama trash talk. All right? But the one thing you he do said not your mama. do. Did he say your mama? Your mama's so fat. Well, they had the same mama, so no. Our mama. Our mama. Our mama's so fat. <laughs> it's one thing for me to come in here and trash talk your mama. You right. know, you, you trash talk. I trash talk Dottie, which would I would <laughs> never do. I would mom. never do because Dottie's a lovely woman. Yeah, she I is mean, a very lovely woman. Dottie is really a walking saint. Um, <laughs> she must but, have been. Um, 
But it, but you do not talk, trash talk a psycho's mama. Yeah, you don't mess with Eddie's mama. He do not forget that shit. So, so here's where a strange occurrence comes. Mm. Now, there's a brush fire on the farm, mm-hmm. all right? Now, that Ed, and, Ed and Henry are running about trying to put it out. And during the fire, Ed claims that he just lost sight of his brother. He don't know where Henry's at. Yeah, it's a pretty I like big fire. Story. They finally get the fire out, and they're looking around for Henry. And Ed takes the sheriff right to Henry. How odd is that? Well, it's pretty peculiar. What's even more peculiar? There's no soot on Henry. There's no burn marks on Henry. There's nothing on Henry <laughs> except a bunch of bashes on the damn head. <laughs> it's like the New York or the New Orleans Axeman been there. He's got bruises all over his head. Now, he Sheriff Kearns. He died of smoke inhalation. Sheriff Kearns, and, and, and this is where I got to start, we believe. Sheriff Kearns, his wife, made just an unbelievable rhubarb cobbler. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, Sheriff Kern's wife made a blueberry cobbler that night. Nice. What does rhubarb cobbler have to do with blueberry cobbler? Because the sheriff don't want to get messing around with investigating or anything else. He just looks at Henry and says, oh, looks like smoke asphyxiation to me. I got to get home. Got to get home to my rhubarb cobbler. Well, the coroner listed it officially as, as asphyxiation. Yeah, because the sheriff said so first. He wasn't going to go against his Sorry, word. Sorry, that's it. Yeah, that's not in my notes. Yeah, well, but there was some question him. about him. There were some unexplained bruises on. Oh, absolutely. Unexplained? Oh. I, unless his head unless his hand caught on fire and he beat himself with a pitchfork <laughs> to put it out. <laughs> what other explanation is there? They didn't even perform an autopsy on this guy. They so did I don't not. Know how they yeah. Can... yeah, it was kind of odd. Eddie, Ed had said uh, went to get the police. Said he didn't know where his brother was at in the time, but and yet he took the brother. He took the police right to his brother, and his brother was dead. And they kind of just thought said he died in the fire and didn't really follow up on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway. You know, they find him, and he's just deader than a possum trying to cross a four-lane highway, really, is what I, what happens at poor Henry. And um, So we think he might be victim number one. He, he was probably victim number one. Or, um, yeah. So now we got—now, remember, now we got Ed on the federal subsidies. Yeah. Now, he's got to figure out a way to get—you know, now he loves his mama, but he's trying to get the hell out of the house, so he starts to do some odd jobs. So there was—there was—there was—in the beginning, there were four people in this house living kind of—they a. all were kind of isolated, right? I mean, they didn't—they didn't, yeah. they didn't uh, it was like socialize much. Mom was—domineering mom, and uh, dad dies of a heart attack— uh, older brother dies, and now it's just Ed and Mom. Ed and Mama. Okay. And that only lasted for a year. Yeah, because? Because Mama died a year later. She had a bunch of strokes. She she actually died of cancer, but she had a bunch of strokes. She was in poor health. So now, now that just leaves Edward. Now, Ed's there by himself. Now, Ed's collecting the farm subsidies. Um, he's probably collecting the SNAP and the TANF and whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't think they had SNAP and TANF. Well, whatever. Ed, Ed knew how to beat the system. Um, okay. So he's collecting a bunch of stuff, and then he decides to make some under the, under the table money, doing odd jobs. And, uh-huh. and the people of the town started calling him uh, Weird Old Eddie, um, which seems fitting. But anyway, Ed did another peculiar thing. He locked up the entire house except for two rooms. Two rooms. He left his mother's room right as it was and kept it as a shrine, much like Norman Bates in the movie Psycho. Yeah, you know, I, I I saw that, and and I know that that seems odd, but I mean, you can kind of, I can kind of see that. I mean, there's there's things where like people have lost their kids or whatever, and they keep kind of their room the way it was or what. It's it's probably not healthy mentally, but it. You locked up the whole house. And no, you, it was. It was and a, your empathy with Ed Gein makes me worry. Yeah, because of what someone. No, I'm just saying that <clears throat> if that was all. Then I don't think that was that unusual, but he had some other stuff. Going well, I had odd for him. And, and of the three of us here, I'm the only one with a dead mama. And when really, my we're mama that died, up? Um, no, I'm just Why saying. Why are you playing that card again? When, when my mama died, yeah. I went to a house 
I scoured her room for loose Money. chains, right. jewelry, anything, whatever. You right. know, drugs. <laughs> drugs, whatever she might have. And, and I did not keep it as a shrine. We changed it into... I'm uh, just saying it's we not... We put pinball machines in there, big widescreen TV. Pole, yeah. that kind of stuff. I mean, it was just... I'm it was just a, saying it's not that unusual for people who... It's peculiar, it, though. It, it's it, a little odd. It's but peculiar. It, but he lit candles. There are, there are cases where people have done that before. I'm pretty sure and, he left his mama's body in there. No, no, he did. No, the body wasn't in there. Oh, that was in the movie cycle. Yeah. Okay, yeah. never mind. I'm confusing the two. Now I might have dug her up at some point. So now Ed, they call him Weird Old Eddie in town. Ed starts to develop this really deeply unhealthy interest in the anatomy of the female body. Okay, well, now. Isn't that what you have? No, no, no. Let's don't start. I'm not, judging here. I'm not talking about, you know, running into the bathroom with the Sears catalog. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm looking at the lingerie section. It's the Sears okay. catalog. Nice. Well, I'm talking, he, this was Penny. a long time ago. J.C. Penney. Yeah. National Geographic. Yeah, they didn't have Victoria's Secret back then coming in the mail. They only had the Sears catalog. They didn't have PersianKitty.com or anything. The hell? Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> You'll anyway, be checking it out later, you know. You what Ed know. starts to do is Ed starts to buy medical encyclopedias. He starts to buy books on anatomy. Uh, some really, really foul pulp horror things. That true detective trash he was getting. Ooh, and, I like uh, those true detective trash. True confessions. Oh. Yeah. And, and downright, and I ain't talking about the Playboy. I'm talking about downright pornographic magazines. Cause it Shameful. Was, I mean, it was he was going to get the mail. It ain't like his mama. You know, if his right, mama would have yeah, got yeah. the mail and he would have got a porn She wouldn't have tolerated that. Beat him with a stick. All right. Yeah, Ed's all alone, and he's got the, he's on the Internet just ordering all he kinds. He wasn't on the Internet. This was 1950. Okay, well, he's he's on something. Uh, somehow he's getting... Anyway, he's got all these crazy things. Did he order some uh, sea be- monkeys? Yeah. <laughs> and it X-ray became... glasses. Not, now, you two are just making a mockery of the show. Would you take it seriously? So, I'm sorry. I thought Carl. we were mocking you. <laughs> sorry, Carol. He became, he became strangely fascinated with what the Nazis did to the Jews in the medical experiments in uh, the concentration camps. Like the Mingler stuff. Yeah, he, he became very—and then Ed one day gets an idea. He's looking in the paper, you know, for some ads for some pornographic magazines or whatnot. Um, and he sees the obituaries. That's where I look. And yeah, right next to the porn ads, there's the yeah, obituaries. Yeah. And uh, Ed decides that he is going to start digging up bodies. Yeah. He's going to start digging. But not not the old ones. He's getting the fresh ones. That's why he's looking sure. in the well, obituaries. Sure, not nearly as weird. And then yeah. he's at, no, remember, you're in Wisconsin. It's cold. It's cold, so this body's going to keep for a long, long time. Maybe in the summertime. Even It's cold in, in the summertime. Oh, is it? Remember, they're putting them six foot down. 
So right. it's cold down now. Right. So he's looking in for obituaries for newly buried bodies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And he's, uh, that's when he starts digging up his first body. Now, you never forget your first. That is the young Ed Gein. Um, and that's where it, and that's, that's where he starts to take a tur- turn. That's where he takes a turn for it. All the things I have said here, uh-huh. this is where he takes a turn for the strange. And for the speaking strange, of the strange, we're going to turn speaking it. Speaking of, and if we're going to get into really strange shit, we're going to let the blue head devil do it because I don't even want to talk about. The foul, foul, dastardly things he did after well, that. We would not expect someone of your your, uh, of your stature to to discuss uh, things like that, Colonel. We know those things offend you, but uh, we will let uh, it was Brandy discuss these disgusting things because eh, that's kind of what she does. Wow. So on November sixteenth, nineteen fifty-seven, um, there was a hardware store owner, Bernice Warden. That disappeared, and police they had some reason to suspect that that Eddie uh, had taken her. He was, wasn't he in he in there like the day before to buy some antifreeze mm-hmm. or something. He had come in. Uh, her son actually told him that he'd been in the store, um, saying that he would return the next morning for some antifreeze. There was a sales slip there for the gallon of antifreeze, and that was the last one that she wrote. Anyway, I think it was. The first day of hunting season and all the guys are out of town or something. I think I read that. So they searched Gaines' property, and they found her. They found uh, Miss Warden. They found her decapitated body in the shed. She was hung upside down by um, ropes at her wrist and with a crossbar at her ankles, and she was dressed She was dressed like a deer. He'd had her hung up. Dressed and by like dressed a like a deer, you don't mean no. I don't mean on she her. didn't have antlers she on her. No, she, she, she was being yes. she like the hunters were called dressed. Thank you. Yes, she had been shot with a twenty-two caliber rifle, and he started to mutilate her after her death. He was skinning her, basically. Basically. Yeah. So then they decided, what the hell? We'll go in the house and see what's going on. Well, obviously, then they have probable cause. Well. You would you would call it probable cause, yes. So at that point, they decide we're going to go in the house. Now let's talk about some of the things that they found in old Eddie's house. How uh, was the, what was the condition of his house? Well, you know, it was, it was a little bit trashed, but uh, whole human bones and fragments, a wastebasket made of human skin. You you can't get that at IKEA. You can't. No. If you did, you'd come put some bit together. No, it's very hard. You find them on Amazon every too. once in a while, but yeah. then there the people are shortly arrested. And yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. And it's dry, ashy skin. Yeah. Thing, real good. Human skin covering several chair seats, skulls on his bedpost, uh, female skulls. I think I see. Let me see. Ten oh. female actually skulls uh, that had the tops of their heads uh, sawn off. He had in some human skull bowls for his Captain Crunch in the morning. Yeah. Well, ain't nothing like eating some fruity pebbles. Out you know that's right. Bowl. And yeah. some ice cream in the evening, mm-hmm. a little snack before you go to bed. He had made himself a corset from oh. a female torso, skin from shoulder to waist. So he perhaps was a cross-dresser just like Jonas Salk. I don't know. Well, he wanted, you know, no. I would not <laughs> risk sullying the good name of Mr. Gein. <laughs> And just throwing out that he was a cross-dresser. Yeah. Leggings made from human leg skin. What Those are the best, the best kind. <laughs> Masks made from the skin from female heads. He had Mary Hogan. Uh, her face was in a paper bag. Mary Hogan was, um, I believe, a bar owner. Yeah, she was. I'll talk she about had, her she, in a few yeah. minutes. Yeah, she had disappeared for um, a few years. Her face... Her face mask was in a paper bag. Her skull was in a box. He had Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack. He had taken her heart and put it in a plastic bag in front of his pot belly stove. This is my personal favorite. There's a lot favorite. of protein in hot stuff. Let me tell you something. This is my personal favorite. It like scrambled eggs. Nine volve, volve in a shoebox. Now, I've seen the movie Eddie Gein, and in the movie, he was frying that stuff up. To eat. The Volve? The Volve, yes. Although they were not, since this was back in the 50s, things were not as tidy as they might be now. Right. So it just looked like a big Christmas wreath that he was frying up in Crisco. 
Well, the problem was he... <laughs> Are they high in calories? I don't know. The problem, I, it almost... And see, that's what almost just got to him caught that he the didn't first have time. Teeth. Is that he... The first time he fried up just three. He was frying pooter. It was like, you know, <laughs> he thought it'd be like catfish. You know, he threw a right. little cornmeal on him, whatever. Cornmeal. He had every cat in Wisconsin surrounding his Okay, you're done talking. He had uh, a young girl's party dress and the vulvas of two females judged to have been about 15 years old. uh, Here's Chuck's personal favorite accessory, a belt made from human nipples, from female human nipples. Now, here's what I got to ask. Nope. Because it's pertinent. It's pertinent. It's not. They were all different sizes. Were they brown nipples or pink nipples? Because Maybe Maybe he alternated. That would be stylish. It would be stylish, but you cannot wear black shoes and a brown nipple belt. That's true. It just that's true. Well, maybe he also as a, as a pop up. Yes, it's very good. It's pop up. Pop up. It's like a faux pas only. It's totally like a, different. It's like a fake pop. They yeah. found four noses, uh, a pair of lips on a window shade dress drawstring, a lampshade made from the skin of a human face. Mm, and nice. fingernails from female fingers. So were the only body parts they found were from females? Yes, it appears so. Um, well, that's all that's listed here. Some of them they didn't know because they were very decomposed. But it looks what they have listed here looks like they were females. Uh, when he was questioned about it, he told investigators that between 1947 and 1952, he made it as many as 40 night visits to three local graveyards to get the recently buried bodies. But he was in a daze-like state and didn't really know what he was doing. I don't think so. Um, That's a lot of work, digging up a grave. Well, on about 30 of these visits, he said he came out of his daze and was in the cemetery, and he left the grave in good order and just, you know, let him him be. Uh, My guess is they didn't have any, you know, body parts that were viable for him. On other occasions, he dug up the graves of recently buried middle-aged women he thought resembled his mother's, took the bodies home where he tanned their skins to make all of his crap. Uh, He admitted to robbing nine graves. Uh, The investigators visited the locations, and they actually um, dug up a couple of the graves and were able to verify that he'd been there. Uh, one, One of the graves was empty, one of the graves had a um, had a crowbar there instead of a body, so they were able to they were able to confirm that he'd been there. Um, soon after his mother's death is when Gein began to create his woman suit so that he could become his mother. He could literally crawl into her skin. And his and the problem was his mama had big boobies. Well, I don't she know. She was a matronly woman, and Ed had So he wasn't really cross-dressing as much as he was just He was taking on, on his mama's identity. By putting, he was making a, a suit, a, a suit out of these corpses. Sure. Okay. But he denied having sex with the bodies because they smelled bad. Well, He's got standards. He does. Let's not go crazy. Which is an interesting it's thing. perfume and... Uh, if what he is saying is true... Um, and they and they have no reason to believe it's not. He Ed Gein never had sex with a live woman. Yeah, and he was not having sex with the dead women. So he never had sex, unless he was, you know. There's no record of him like ever having any type of girlfriend or anything like. He that. He had a girlfriend one time. I mean, he did have a girlfriend one time, but the first date he gave her a shovel and said, "Here, come on, let's go out to the cemetery. Help me dig this girl up." She was like, "No, there's too much work. That's I don't a bummer date. You. Yeah. It is really a bummer date." Um, yeah. You then know, he, it's and he hit her in the head with the shovel, be cut off her nipples, uh, and put it you on know, the ground. And in the wintertime in Wisconsin, it's got to be frozen. It's got to be hard. Oh, uh, he was yeah. he was dedicated, I, but he I believe was, he was committed. I believe he was. He got caught because he kept renting the same bobcat over and over. Dumbass. <laughs> um, so he uh, he admitted to the shooting death of Mary Hogan, which, you know, they found all her shit in his house. So <clears throat> Mary Hogan was, was the tavern owner. Yeah. She'd been missing since 54. So she'd been missing like three years. But he doesn't remember the details of her death. But he did he, he did go into that bar. He frequented yes. that bar. Yes, yes. And she, the, um, from what I remember reading about her, she was a 
kind of the mirror image of his mom. She talked dirty, told, told dirty jokes, cussed a lot. And, you know, was one of the guys kind of. Mm-hmm. Her rough. mom was like that? No, and, uh, she was no, like the opposite. The opposite. Uh, uh, opposite yes. of his mom. But she had, a, she had a physical resemblance. Yeah, physical to resemblance mom. to his mom, yeah. And um, she was she was found missing, and they were just blood. I think they just found blood on the floor, the tavern floor where she worked. Um, Back the, then, they didn't have the CSI. No. no. One of the neighborhood kids reported <laughs> that. CSI playing field. Yes. That's a hopping thing. Um, one of the one of the kids in the neighborhood reported that Eddie had shrunken heads in his house, and he said he told him that they were from uh, a cousin sent him back to him, who was serving on the islands during World War II. But upon investigation by police, they were determined to be human facial skins, carefully peeled from corpses and used by Gein as masks. Mm. So, so oh, we, one, one thing about Hogan. So he's a freak show. What? Um. I, I watched this old documentary on this, and um, they were they were interviewing these people in town, and it was like your classic. Oh yeah, he was a quiet guy. He's always odd, a quiet guy. Yeah, right? He's nice, not. But they did say uh, when Mary Hogan went missing, a bunch of them were sitting around talking because Ed Eddie would do like odd jobs, and he right. would get on these. Um, um, Work crews that was doing like uh, harvesting and stuff whenever they needed. Oh, he did some harvesting. <laughs> day labor. <laughs> he did some yeah. he did day, day labor. labor. Day labor. But anyway, they had uh, I, one of the guys was talking about this Mary Hogan that was missing, and Eddie kept saying, "Oh yeah, she's over at my place." And then they was like, you know, oh, they kind of yeah. yucked it up, like, "Oh yeah, sure, Eddie." But apparently, she was over his house. Yeah, so nobody listened to him. And when the police came in and they uh, they found a, a, a bag. The cop opened the bag and he just uh, he looked to be like human hair and just by instinct reached in and grabbed it and pulled it out and it was Mary Hogan's head and he recognized her. Oh, well, there you are. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Now it was making these masks. How would you see? You know what he was though. He was a resourceful man because he didn't have to buy a Halloween costume. That's true. Every year he could be somebody different. He was very resourceful. How'd you like to be one of the poor little bastard kids knock on his door for Halloween? I don't think God no knows one. what you'd get. It fingers. was out. Yeah. In the, it was out the edge. Lady of fingers. <laughs> yeah, lady fingers. <laughs> All right. So, so on November twenty first, nineteen fifty seven, they he was arraigned. Um, they only arraigned him on one count of first degree murder. And that and was for the. That was for the uh, the lady hardware the hardware lady. Okay, hardware. Um, so. They so anyway so he well hell they had the other lady in his the head in his bag wow. in his house he would think but they, they couldn't would, prove he murdered her yeah it was a coincidence <laughs> right I don't know how it I got mean, here how many times you come home I, I, I can't if I had a dollar for every time I came home there was somebody hanging in my garage I don't know, know what, what happened mean? you can't so me with well because every and time. he was you know he was in, it's reasonable doubt yeah. there was a, yeah he was in a daze he doesn't okay. remember being at the bar blah 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 so anywho. So he ple- he pleads not guilty by reason of insanity. Uh, he was found mentally mentally incompetent and sent to Central State Hospital for the criminally insane. Is now known as Dodge Correctional Institute. Uh, it's a maximum security facility in Wappen, Wisconsin. He was later transferred to Mendota State in Madison, Wisconsin, and was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Um. In 1968, they determined he was sane enough to stand trial. So on November 14th of 1968, the trial began, lasted a week. He was found guilty of first-degree murder, but was found to be legally insane and just spent the rest of his life in a mental hospital. You know, he really lucked out because had he had, had it been like 10 years prior yeah. They would have fried him. They would have cooked. Had it been 10 years later, like if this yeah. happened today. You couldn't do the insanity. You can't no. do the insanity defense now. Yeah, they, they, don't they, they don't work. It doesn't work. No. They, they fried him. He, he, so he spent the rest of his life in a, in a mental hospital. So he goes to he goes to the nut house. Yeah. And um, his the state seizes his property and it's going to be auctioned off. Um it's set to be auctioned on March 30th of 1958. Like they don't, they didn't waste any time. They were getting it out of there, um, and they were gonna whoever it was was going to make the house a tourist attraction. Right. That was the rumor. Um, but on March 27th, fire destroyed the house. 
Arson was always suspected, but they never solved it. And I think that was the best thing. I mean, I, I think what happened there is the townspeople just got together <laughs> oh, probably. and said, let's get... Because they were having people coming from all over the world. I mean, reporters yeah. and, and people... But they were taking the stuff out. I mean, it's I really mean curiosity seekers. Yeah, but I mean, they were... Com- I mean, Can you was, imagine the smell in that yeah. house? But oh, I think they got. I think the town people got together and they said. Well, they they, they tore place. down John Wayne Gacy's house. Too. Yeah. Well. So well, they probably had to because everybody was underneath. Um, when Gein Gein learned of it, he just said just as well. He was like wasn't that interested. Now his car, which he used oh, to haul yeah. off the bodies of That's some of his victims, was sold for seven hundred and sixty dollars uh, in a public auction to a sideshow operator named Bunny Gibbons. Old bunny, oh, good old bunny, and he later charged carnival goers uh, twenty five cents in admission to see old Eddie Gein's car. I'd pay twenty five cents to see that if there was a body in it. I'd pay fifty. <clears throat> Double it. Yeah, I just want to see a finger. So, so actually, Eddie died uh, July twenty sixth, nineteen eighty four. He died of respiratory failure due to lung cancer. He was seventy seven. Could shouldn't have been smoking. Um, he... He was crazy. You can't tell those people nothing. But he was a very... I mean, he was very... Uh, the police liked him. He was very quiet, quiet, he was yeah, a, unassuming. A, a nice guy. Yeah. Um, well, but his his gravestone just kept getting vandalized and uh, actually was stolen in the year... In 2000. Yeah, he was buried uh, next to his mother. It was recovered. Of course he was, on yeah. top of her next door. Yeah. Um, the gravestone was recovered in 2001 near Seattle and is now in storage at the sheriff's department. He, um, so he never, I don't even know that his gravestone is marked now because people just take it. So the really cool thing is now these people is, the people have gotten a hold of this story and have now made it into its folklore. And so all of these movies, things that you wouldn't even think of were based on, um, were based on Eddie Gein, including Psycho. Um, he, the Norman Bates character, right? Yes. Mama. Uh, let's see. There's a bunch of others here. Um, Deranged in 1974, In the Light of the Moon in 2000. Saw that. Uh, oh, it was released in the U.S. as Ed Gein in 2001. Uh, Ed Gein, The Butcher of Plainfield in 2007. Hitchcock in 2012. Uh, he served as a model for several book and film characters, such fictional like such fictional serial killers as Norman Bates, Leatherface, and Buffalo Bill. Um, from Silence of the Lambs. From si- of course, of some Silence of the well, Lambs. Well, maybe some people don't know. Um, he's also he's al- he also spawns what's called uh, a subgenre in music called black humor, and. He has been exploited by transgressive or shock rock, transgressive art or shock rock, often without association with his life or crimes beyond the shock value of his name. Um, there's a song from Slayer called "Dead Skin Mask," "Nothing to Gein" from Mudvayne, and Ed Gein and Ed Gein. Uh, it's on uh, the Ziggins Ziggins album, a Ziggins album. So he become kind of a, a cultural icon. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people know about him, and, and it's just a lot of it's from popular popular culture, where you know you've always grown up knowing who, um, knowing who Norman Bates was. I don't know how many times I've called my own children Norman Bates, but you always know who Norman Bates was. Most people know who Buffalo Bill is. Um, this is you know this guy has seeped into popular culture by being a complete nut job. Oh, he was a nut job. No, oh. but didn't you been to Wisconsin? I know. Did insult us? We got our friend Brad listens I know. to us in and, and Wisconsin. Will, I mean, and Barry listens to us from Wisconsin. We got it some is good so damn people. cold up there. Brett Favre used to live crazy in Wisconsin. Brett, Brett, Brett Favre crazy. Mm-hmm. You tell me Brett Favre not crazy. <laughs> don't be, please don't call him a crossdresser. <laughs> he wasn't a crossdresser, but I'm just saying. In the wintertime, when it starts getting cold in about September. Okay, so we're going to stop talking tell, about that. Yeah, Let's, you get cabin fever. Crazy. You Let's get go to listener mail. We have listener mail? No, actually, we don't. Okay. So, uh, so um, that's it for Ed Gein. That is it for Ed that, Gein. Uh, so that was kind of creepy. 
Um, thank you all for listening. Um, Brandy, do you have any final thoughts for our listening audience? I'm going to go buy myself a nipple belt so that I am currently... So I'm just current with all the fashion trends. Well, you are a fashionista. I am. Absolutely. Charles, you... Now, see, this is what I don't understand about the nipple belt. Does it have to be cold out for you to snap it through the hole? No, I think they're just glued on. Do they have nipple suspenders? Because I kind of like the Larry King look. I don't think there's nipple suspenders. Yeah, I'd like a nipple hat. A nipple hat would be cool. See what I can do. You need some big... uh, I currently only have two nipples, and I'm not giving those up, so I don't know where we But when you die, I mean, could you will them? Could I will them? Could you will them? I mean, I'm not saying I'm making stuff. I'm just saying. I'm not saying I'm I'm making anything. anything. But I'm not saying I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) Charles, besides nipple, uh, a nipple hat, or is is there anything you would like to Nipple accessories. Yeah, I think there's something for the young men. Uh, If you're under 17, you probably shouldn't be listening to this, but... For the young men, uh, something I would like to clear up is uh, it's very rare that I mentioned earlier to run into a vagina with teeth in it. Um, don't, don't let that worry you too much. Le- lesson from your old Uncle Chuck. Yeah. Don't worry about, don't worry about don't the teeth Don't fall in for vagina. that myth. Toothy pooters. Yeah, but always wear a condom just in case. The condom will protect you the from teeth. The condom will protect you from teeth. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true at all. If you if you wear an aluminum condom, it will and protect you from aliens. And for all you ladies out there with teeth in your vagina, always remember to floss. <laughs> so that is we it. don't want ginger vagina. <laughs> that is it for our podcast today. Thank you for joining us. Please check us out on Facebook or uh, our. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Uh, you can leave comments there, but uh, don't be mean. Leave good comments. Um, check us out on Stitcher, um, and we'll see you again real soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.